This is a Living Streets podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Danielle from Living Streets Scotland. It's National Walking Month and this episode I'll be talking about enhancing your daily walk by planning a route that takes in cultural or historical landmarks in your neighbourhood. This is a great way to keep your walks interesting and help develop a sense of place. I live in Edinburgh and used to work at a cinema, so I chose to do a walk visiting some of Edinburgh's film locations. Edinburgh's rich film history ranges from blockbusters to Academy Award winners. You'll be hearing about the films themselves in more detail from my former colleague Lawrence. Lawrence is a film graduate who's managed multiple cinemas and currently runs a film and music podcast. What better film to start with than the one Edinburgh is most famous for, Trainspotting? Our walk starts at the next branch on Princess Street. In the opening scene of Trainspotting, we see Renton, played by Ewan McGregor, and Spud, played by Ewan Bremner, legging it down Princess Street after raiding John Menzies' bookstore. John Menzies is now gone, replaced by Next. Whilst Irvin Welsh's novel was set in Edinburgh, Trainspotting had a limited budget, so most of the interiors were filmed in a disused cigarette factory in Glasgow. As for street scenes, locals here tend to find Trainspotting quite a disorientating watch, as edits frequently take characters across town and to and from Glasgow in the space of a couple seconds. Um, having grown up in Brighton, I have a similarly disorientating time watching films like Quadrophenia or Wimbledon that were filmed in Brighton. Characters are idly strolling down one street and then are teleported to the other side of town mid-sentence. Head east on Princess Street for about six minutes and you'll hit Jenna's department store. You can get here through the Princess Street Gardens for a more scenic walk. Jenna's has maintained its position on Princess Street since its founding in 1838, but was rebuilt after it was destroyed in a fire in 1892. Sylvain Charmé's animation, The Illusionist, features various parts of Edinburgh. One scene shows the main character, a magician, reduced to performing tricks in the sales window of Jenna's in order to afford gifts for his companion, Alice. In another scene, the film's main characters can be seen beside the Balmoral Hotel, with North Bridge in the background. Similarly to Chaumet's other most famous film, Belleville Rendezvous, The Illusionist uses this very expressionistic animation style in which characters are drawn with excessively long legs but small torsos, or bouncers have dramatically wide shoulders and small necks, or in the case of The Illusionist, the magician has these exaggeratedly long fingers to make his card tricks look more expressive. The film is a similarly exaggerated interpretation of the geography of Edinburgh. However, instead of being disorientating for people familiar with the layout of the city in a similar way to train spotting, the film has a dreamlike quality as a result, which just adds to its charm. Across the road, Edinburgh's iconic Scott Monument was used in a scene of Cloud Atlas. Robert Frobisher, played by Ben Whishaw, tells his story through a series of letters to his lover played by James Darcy. Frobisher climbs the monument where he reminisces that, quote, watched my final sunrise, enjoyed my last cigarette, didn't think the view could be any more perfect until I saw that beat up trilby. Given that it's three hours long, Cloud Atlas could be a good film to watch if you've been watching longer films now that you have more free time. It's a collaboration between the Wachowskis who made the Matrix trilogy and Tom Tyqua, who directed Run Lola Run, 
And it's sort of a perfect marriage between the Wachowski's grand sweeping sci-fi production design and Taika's skill at bringing together multiple interwoven stories in one edit. Now we head up Waverley Bridge. To the left, Waverley Station was the scene for an extended action sequence in Avengers Infinity War. Characters played by Scarlett Johansson, Elizabeth Olsen, Chris Evans, Anthony Mackie and Paul Bettany are seen battling it out inside the station. Continue up Coburn Street, where Bettany and Olsen are seen outside a restaurant as they watch rolling news footage of an attack on New York. This film is also a great opportunity to see Edinburgh at night, and the city's photographed really beautifully. Also, due to the nature of the scene, i.e. a big action set piece where characters are literally flying all over the place, you get to see loads of different local landmarks in a really short space of time. Coburn Street spills out onto the Royal Mile. Head west for four minutes and you'll find yourself between the city chambers and St. Giles Cathedral. In Cloud Atlas, Ben Wishaw is seen running across a courtyard in a scene supposedly shot in Cambridge, but it's actually in Edinburgh City Chambers. This was also the backdrop of the thrilling fight scene in Infinity War. Characters are seen flying and crashing around the city chambers and onto the rooftop of St. Giles Cathedral. From here, turn left onto George IV Bridge, down Victoria Street and onto the Grass Market. This will take another four or five minutes. While the parks and green spaces of Edinburgh are busy with people getting in their daily activity, I found the grass market to be almost empty when I did this walk. It's a great opportunity to grab photos of the castle and of the beautiful old pubs here. The grass market was a setting for a scene in filth. The film's anti-hero, played by James McAvoy, is seen stealing a balloon from a child and releasing it as he waits for a cash machine next to the Beehive Inn. Of all the films we've visited the locations of today, Filth makes the heaviest use of Edinburgh as a location and was almost entirely shot here. So if you were planning a visit to Edinburgh or you live here and miss seeing the streets fully populated, if you could only watch one film on this list to really immerse yourself in the city, I would make it this one. Now we'll head back up Victoria Street where James McAvoy is seen blocking his ears as he passes a bagpipe player. This time we'll take the little stairwell about halfway up Victoria Street between Swish and Walter Slater. Up top, take a moment to enjoy the elevated view of Victoria Street. For any Harry Potter fans, follow the bees for a bit of Harry Potter trivia. Continue back onto the Royal Mile and head left toward the castle, about another six minutes. The opening scene of Filth sees James McAvoy crossing the castle drawbridge, flanked by statues of William Wallace and Robert the Bruce. The voiceover quotes, Scotland. This nation brought the world television, the steam engine, golf, whiskey, penicillin, and of course, the deep-fried Mars bar. It is great being Scottish. This National Walking Month, we are asking people to try 20. That is, take a 20-minute walk every day as part of their daily exercise. We've created 20 tips that have been specially designed to fit with the conditions of the coronavirus lockdown, inspiring us to get out locally while exploring the ways walking can benefit us all. For more information about this and other ways you can celebrate National Walking Month with us, visit our website at livingstreets.org.uk slash may. You've been listening to Danielle from Living Street Scotland. Thanks to Lawrence for his expert insight. You'll find a link to his film and music podcast in the description, as well as a map of the Edinburgh Film Location Walk. And thanks again to Kieran for his music in the intro. Again, check the description for more info. 
Thanks for listening.